Lights, camera, action. Welcome to the Scrapbook Podcast, Director's Cut. And welcome back to the Scrapbook Podcast, Director's Cut. I'm your host, Jody Pratt, with my fellow host and guest. Um, so I have a story for you. It's it's out I wrote it today. It's real strange, but you know me. Everybody knows Jody P. You know what I'm saying? Strange and unusual. Yeah, and the stories that I come up with are not exactly, you know. Vanilla. Vanilla. <laughs> um, so I need a couple things. Name a city. Denver. Um, all right, so this takes place in uh, Denver. Uh, Denver dystopia. And it's the most crime-filled city in dystopia. All the dystopia is, you know, let's say all of the world is dark, pitch black all the time, growls, you don't know what, there's no lights kind of thing. Okay. Keep along with me. Mm -hmm. And also I need for you to name this shit. I know. (laughs) So... We'll start with the the, the place that's um, Denver Dystopia. And in Dystopia, in Denver, um, there's a small city block that is quiet, clean, bright. The sun shines on it. And all these houses, there's about 13 houses it shines upon, right? And um, at the end of the street is a dead end. And at, at the end of the street, that dead end, is just pitch black. Black as, you know, blacker than night. Mm-hmm. No no moon, just so, so, so dark. And from there, there's growls that come from there, right? Something big is there and growls and you feel it. You can, through, through the night, you feel the breath through the day. It just growls all day long, all night long, right? And nobody talks to each other on this city block of Denver. They do a head nod and wave and go about their day. But they drive, they don't drive in and out. They just do mundane things. Work on, mow their lawns, mm-hmm. fix their roofs, you know, walk the dog. Never, nobody talks to each other. Right. And, um, the story it follows a 17-year-old named Patrick. Patrick is a gangly kid. He's about 6'6". Six, six, oh. Rail thin. And he's a anarchist kind of character. Mm, right? Okay. Obviously, he's black. And um, he turned his... He grew out his hair. Made his hair fucking dreadlocks and stuff like that. And he wears a hermit shell. A giant conch is on his back. Like when I say giant, it's about 700 pound big giant ass shell on his back. Hear me out now. Hear me now. Right. (laughs) And he does it to be against the grain. Because everybody's clean shaven there. And... When he turns 18, he wants to go into the shadows. 
He wants to know what's there because he spent his whole life here on this city block in Denver. So he's like, uh, he, he hasn't told his parents yet, but his 18th birthday is coming up soon. Mm-hmm. And so he got so skinny lugging this 700-pound hermit shell around, but he found it as a safe place. It turned out to be he actually likes it. It it gives him edge. It gives him character. You know what I mean? You know how you were at that age. Mm -hmm. And um, so, and his neighbor is an old lady, Miss Betty. And Miss Betty um, Sovis has a son, Eddie. You hear me out now, okay? (laughs) Eddie Sovis. And Eddie Sovis is a war veteran. I'll say like a Vietnam Korean war veteran, right? And with the growls throughout the night, you hear Eddie screaming from the nightmares that he has throughout the night. Mm -hmm. So the louder the screams get, the louder the growls get. The louder the growls get, the louder the screams get. You know what I mean? Yeah. And some war that that was done... To maybe cause the darkness. And he was the one that came back. Now, one day, Patrick is going throughout his day lugging this fucking thing around, uh, this this shell around. And he has two parents, obviously. And he has a little sister and a little brother. And um, his little brother wants to be just like him. So he has a little shell on his back as well. Mm -hmm. But this is like his fifth shell because Patrick keeps breaking him. Because he doesn't want him to to be the anarchist he is. He wants to be the only one. Yeah, he wants to be the only one as well as he wants him to have his own style. He's like, you got to come up with, get a turtle shell. Yeah. You know what I mean? Get a can, get a soda can. Build it yourself. But you can't be like me. Because I don't even want to be like me. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and during this time, he's like having this conversation with his brother after his brother now makeshifted a shell. And where he found the shell, nobody knows. He doesn't even know. You know what I mean? He just saw it. The origins, he saw it like in his backyard sticking out of the ground. And he dug it up. And it was a giant conch shell. So one day he's having this argument with his little brother. His dad is washing the car and that they never drive. Nobody drives. Mm -hmm. And the mother is cooking. Right. And the father screams one day. Ah, he looks up and everybody starts to look up and it's a cloud. And they're just like, what in the fuck? So they call the police because every day is a clear day. Mm-hmm. no clouds in sight all you see but from behind the house is darkness so literally the whole street is just lit up the sun beams on it it smiles upon it and everywhere else is pitch black darkness you know what I mean so they call the police and the police come from the shadows and these beat up rickety cars and they say they can't do anything. 
it's about time that your block is enveloped like the rest of the world. Mm -hmm. So we can't do anything about it. Actually, I just, if I were you guys, I'd just get ready for it. So they asked, like, what can we do to get ready for it? And they're like, let madness take you. They're sitting all confused and shit like that. They're like, what the fuck? And as it, and since this is a clear street, they get different news. Mm-hmm. The the they the people in the shadows don't have the same news as the people on this this clear street in Denver. They get different news, like I just said, and those news anchors live on that street and broadcast from that street. Yeah. And slowly, they're like, "There's there's a cloud on uh, name of the street." Gold River. There's a there's a cloud on Gold River. We don't know where this came from. We spend our days doing what we need to do, tending after what we need to tend to, and we're grateful that we're grateful that we have this opportunity to not live in the shadows and not see or feel whatever's at the end on the dead end that growls all day. You know, or maybe even they don't even acknowledge the rest of the world. They're just like the cloud. You know what I mean? We don't know the cloud. It seems to be growing, but um, we we don't know. So day by day goes past, and the cloud keeps getting bigger and bigger and darker and darker, and it casts a shadow upon somebody's home, and that home is where Patrick lives. Mm. And everybody starts to ostracize them and shit like that. Like, you're the, you know what I mean? Like, you, you can't be here anymore. You're part of, you're part of the them now. You know what I mean? And they're fighting and it starts to move. The cloud starts to move a little bit. But stays in the bound of the street on Gold River. Yeah. And people are taking turns fighting with each other as it moves throughout the day. So they spend literally 12 hours fighting each other and as the night comes they just stand outside looking at the sky and then when the sun comes up they presume the the fighting so as it grows uh gets bigger and badder and shit the the news anchors they start to become more unhinged and they look disheveled and shit and they're just like Worried. Yeah, exactly. Worried and, and, and trying to ignore the rest of the world. Trying to, but not succeeding, obviously. And then just like, we're become, we're becoming the shadow. We're going to be a part of the shadow now. And, you know, they get cut off of air and shit like that. And people are, are trying to keep their shit together. But one night, um, also the... At the end of the block, the darkness is starting to seep in. So, you know, at the end of a dead end, there's like a blockade. Yeah. Or at least here in the, you know I mean, America, that shit is a blockade. And it's starting to creep over the blockade. And you feel this growling getting more and more intense through, through these days that the cloud is growing. And one one night, um, uh, Miss Be- Betty uh, Sovis... Eddie starts to freak out. And one on one of the nights that it starts to thunder. 
starts to clap as the windows start to shake, right? And people are running outside, getting fucking nuts, going crazy, bro. And he's, um, Patrick is in his shell, listening to all of this and trying to remain calm. And then on at his window, he's hearing knocks on his window. He goes to look and pulls back the cur- pull pulls back the curtains, and it's Eddie, and he's lit up by the the lightning, and he smashes his face through the glass. Well, right, and he starts to climb through. But as he's climbing through, he climbs over the shards of glass, and he severs an artery, and oh he starts gosh. to bleed out on the um bleed out on the floor. Right. And with this shell on his back, Patrick runs into the street and there's everybody all in the neighborhood of, of um, Gold, Gold River going fucking nuts, screaming at the sky, hating at the throwing things at the sky and um, peeling, the, you know what I mean? Scre- pulling their hair out, setting fire to their cars and shit like that. And, um, and they start to, um, like one at a time, not one at a time, but as this, the, the, um, thunder starts to get louder and Mm -hmm. rumble harder and shit like that. They start to kill themselves in the streets and, and people who don't kill themselves kill their families and then they're too afraid to kill themselves. So they sit at the feet of their dead family with their head on the ground with their eyes closed. You know what I'm saying? And Patrick's dad kills his siblings except for his little brother which the shell saved him from the gunshot wound. And he just tucked himself, his little brother just tucks himself into the uh, to the um, the shell that he had that he had to make not out of a conch, but he had to make it out of metal and that's what saved him. Right. Yeah. And in this chaos, in this chaos, the darkness seeps through and you just hear just running thumps and shit like that. And you can't see, but you just hear growling from behind the houses and shit like that. And he runs, Patrick runs back into the house and hides in the bathtub with the conch shell over him. And he wakes up the next day and where the where people were where they lied with their dead family at the feet of their dead family with mm-hmm. their heads there the dead bodies in the streets and people running and setting fire and shit there's shadows on the ground they just outlined shadows of where they were mm-hmm. and the sky's clear now the sky's clear the growling is still growling, but it's still it's behind the barricade now. All the fires have stopped. The news channel's off. And Patrick goes hand in hand with his brother and walks into the darkness. Hmm. That's what I got. Well. And that's what I, <laughs> that's at work, bro. <laughs> Most of these are at work. Yeah. Huh. So, 
title wise, I'm I'm coming across as no, scratch that. I'm having a hard time finding a title for it. Yeah. But I know that it has to be something with the shell because mm-hmm. it could be anything, you know? Yeah. So, man, I don't, I, I don't even know what angle I'd want to go with that. Yeah. And during this, this whole chaos, everybody's nude. Oh. You know what I mean? Everybody's nude and... They're just completely going fucking bonkers. I was thinking Patrick the Hermit. Mm-hmm. Okay. The Hermit. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And then fuck Patrick for making his little brother uh, not want him to have a shell and go smaller or different. But look at it. It saved him. him. Exactly. Yeah. So. But yeah, I think the Hermit, that's actually... Patrick the Hermit? No. Just the Hermit. Ah. Yeah, Patrick the Hermit. Yeah. Yeah. How do you I, like that? It was it was nice. It was straight to the point. Yeah. No gobbledygook. No. It's, it's kind of... I, I was thinking how books are written. Yeah. And it's real like you'll get a detail just out of an explanation. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like the dog was vicious, but yes. also he was vicious due to the his three previous owners putting him into dog fights. Mm-hmm. And then automatically you just get that fact out of a you know paragraph describing the dog, and you just get this random fact that you know he had two Asian and a black owner. And they all fought him mm-hmm. and won money off of him. But now he has to to subscribe to having a loving family and have to watch after kids. And now he's looser now. He doesn't have to worry anymore. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. so I came with it with this story with Patrick the Hermit in that way. It yeah. was just how you would surmise a story. A, a, a story that you read. It, but it was very visual at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, like you could, I could see the street. I could see the surroundings. I could see it slowly enveloping around, you know. Or or what if, what if we call it Gold River Drive? Yeah. 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 Actually, that would be pretty nice because it is just a street. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is just about the street and how, yeah. Yeah. That would be a lot. That sounds a lot better. That's way better than Patrick, Patrick the Hermit. Hermit. Yeah. Because it's not just about Patrick. It's kind of about... Society. Yeah. It's about... And he just happened to be that different person. Mm-hmm. He was the... He was the... I don't even know how to... He was the person. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. What would you rate that? Um, I would rate it, it and... I would give it an eight. An eight? Yes. Okay. Gold River Drive, baby. Um, I like doing that shit. I'll probably make some more shit like this. It's cool. But this is like my kind of um, my Greek tragedies yeah. kind of stories. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
But I feel like I told this one better than Tula, Tula and the Apple Thief. I don't know. I I really like Tula and the Apple Thief. I like so I'm too. biased. Yeah. But anyway, that was Gold River Drive. And I'm your host, Jody Pratt, with my fellow host. Sunflower. And uh, we love you. Don't stop being creative. We are the Scrapbook Podcast everywhere. Please subscribe, like, share. We're going to be up on YouTube. We're going to catch up on all the fucking episodes. We have over 100 episodes. Just deal, just bear with us, please. And just go on to Spotify or Apple Podcasts or whatever the fuck you listen to. Um, wherever the fuck you listen to your podcast. We love you. Don't stop being creative. Peace. Bye. This is the director's cut, by the way. <laughs>